Hey there, everybody. Season three. Brandy J's voice to be reckoned with in the building. Hey. <laughs> Anywho, guys, I have a great show for you today. I have here with me today, Heather Lehrman. She is an author of an amazing book called Bullied at the Dog Park. Uh, she does a lot for the bullying advocacy. Uh, she is just amazing. What she does for kids, and she took her story, made this awesome book, goes around to all these schools and teaches kids from very young ages on up about bullying. And I think it's just the most, most one of the most honorable things she can do because it's her story. It's just like you just can't make stuff up like this. I'm telling you, it's an amazing story how she got to this point. You know, but that's not all she does, people. You know, and she's not, she's not even finished. Okay, but what? I do know is that she has a big heart and a love for animals, and she loves her dogs, and uh, she loves kids, too. So, let's give a welcoming ear to Heather Lehrman. Let's go. Um, hi, excuse me. I have a question. I'm taking a poll. Have you ever been bullied before? <sighs> uh, excuse me. I am trying to read here. Thank you. Can you please, like... Not talk to me. Um, I'm sorry. I just, I just, I'm trying to read. Thank you. Okay, okay, ma'am. But your your book, it's it's upside down. Um, like I said, I'm trying to read. Trying. Thank you. Jeez, Louise. Hi, hi, guys. Hi. I was taking um, a poll, and I just wanted to know, you know, the things that people probably had in common. Have you ever been bullied before? Uh, have your face ever been bullied before? Please, back up. We don't have any money. Thank you. Oh, by the way, our mom, she pays her taxes. Thank you. Bye. You're welcome. Bye. Thanks. People, I mean, are just so mean and, and so hurtful. You know? I mean, why are people just so nasty to one another? But when you really think about it, I mean, you expect adults to be nice, right? But it makes sense where the kids get it from. And then they just do it to one another because that's probably how they talk to them in their home. Who knows? I mean, I can't say I, I understand, but sheesh, I understand. But that doesn't make it okay. We have to do something about this. Uh, bullying. Bullying can kill. Do adults really realize what bullying means these days? You can't take it lightly. I mean, I've seen the news. I've seen some bad stuff happen. But I know now for sure this is my duty, and I'm never giving up. I'm going to make sure that I get across to people all over the world that bullying is a no-no. And it destroys, and it's not the answer to anybody's pain. Just like the person being bullied when they take their own lives. I'm just so sad of hearing all these stories. I've been bullied before. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing, to help other kids, so I can feel empowered to get my voice back. Oh boy, Heather Lemons here. And she'll totally understand. She has a book called Bullied at the Dog Park. So, but we'll let her tell you the rest. Great, here she is. Hey, Heather! Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Your host, Brandy Joy, a voice to be reckoned with. Today I have with me Heather Clareman, 
Um, she's an amazing, amazing guest that we have. And Heather, are you with us? Yes. Hi. How are you? I'm well in yourself. How are you doing? Good. Good. Just coming out of the holiday season. Now I need a vacation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the holidays are like work now. <laughs> uh, you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> As had, what was that? Go ahead. No, I, was, I had six dogs that I was pet sitting throughout the two weeks, so it was very tiring. <laughs> that, that sounds like a good time. Well, I I love I love animals, so I'm just like <laughs> yeah, it just it'll be like busy a, and tiring. <laughs> it'll be a good day for me. <laughs> I love and, my. Speak, speaking of. Uh, Six, six dogs, Heather, that's awesome. Could you go ahead and let my guests know possibly why you're amongst <laughs> six dogs, who you are and what you do? Yeah, so I do a lot of things. Um, I do own a dog walking and pet sitting company. And so I do work with a lot of dogs. And um, I have my clientele that always wants to come hang out at my house, especially when they're all away on their vacations. So I get them whenever their kids basically are off from school. Um, so yeah, I had a full house over the these past two weeks. And um, my Boston Terrier Herbie, since he was a baby, I literally trademarked his face and made a logo out of him because I knew there was something very special about him. And we've actually done a couple of commercials together and he is the face of my children's book called Bullied at the Dog Park, which I also turned into a short film that has just been in a few children's film festivals and it just won a bunch of awards at one. So, so exciting stuff going on and it's all about my doggy Herbie. Wow, that's so cool, it's so cool. I think what you do is amazing, and um, I'm a little bit jealous. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Heather, could you um, tell us how, how did you um, start, you know, because how did you start, you know, doing what you do with animals? Um, you know, believe it or not, it was actually a company that the owner decided to franchise out the company basically you would get a bunch of towns in the territory and I was working in Manhattan at the time because I live out in Long Island so it's about 45 minutes into the city and I was actually working for a company and I just got my puppy Herbie at the time so this is actually going to be almost nine years ago and Herbie's turning nine in two weeks so he was literally nine weeks old and I needed to get I never even heard of like dog walkers coming into your place. So I was a little nervous about it, but I knew he needed to be cared for a couple times a day while I was working long hours. And I found this company and she was like, oh, at the time I lived in a complex, a co-op complex. And she said, oh yeah, we have tons of clients in there. And it made you feel good because she was had pictures of all the dogs and she was able to show me neighbors of mine that used the company and I just loved everything about the company and my company in the city was a biotech company that I was working for and they had a three-year lease 
in a hospital in New York called Bellevue. You probably might have heard of it. Yes, it sounds familiar. Yeah, it's very, you know, they they use Bellevue. It's a was a big, you know, big for a mental and like mental hospital. It still does, but it's the only hospital I believe going totally off track here that has a prison upstairs. But um, they leased the whole floor there and they were trying to do, it was a startup biotech company. So I basically was the office manager. I ran the whole thing and they wanted to move after their three year lease was up because it was too expensive out to Colorado. And I said, I, I'm not going. And I kept looking at the website of the company that was taking care of Herbie every day that they had franchises available. And I always wanted to be my own business owner and I love dogs. So those, it just kept hitting me like, okay, I, I think it's time. I think it's time I take a chance and I buy a business. And it was the towns that were surrounding me at the time. And I called the owner and said, is that these towns still available? And she said, yes. And we get calls every day for these towns. So I just took a chance. Um, I didn't want to uproot to Colorado. I wanted to, you know, I just bought my own first property, which was a co-op there anyway. And I didn't want to leave my family and friends. So basically that's how it started. And it was funny because I was in the local paper paper right away with an article about me. First client turned owner. (laughs) And it was a big picture of me and my Boston Terrier. So it all started about nine years ago and I I bought the franchise and I built it up from scratch. And by the time I was done, which was just a few weeks ago, literally, I just sold my franchise. I had about 375 clients. I had seven, eight staff members at all times. You know, so I ran a big business and I decided to pursue my big passion, so I sold that just recently, but I have my own pet sitting company called Smushies, which is a nickname for the dogs like my Boston Terrier and a pug and a bulldog Shih Tzu where they have the little squished in nose. And I like to use the word Smushies for them. Mm-hmm. So, so everything basically happens during all this time that I was doing all these you know, the work for the, for growing my business, I ended up, I remember the franchisor asked me, give me a good marketing idea that you could bring to the company. And I said, well, I was looking up Boston Terrier, you know, they have all these meetup groups and I found a big Boston Terrier meetup group in Manhattan, but that's too far and you have to take a train. So you really can't bring a dog on a train unless they're like anything else, like a service dog. So yeah. I I said, you know what? I was looking on Long Island, but there's not, not many, many people have a Boston Terrier on Long Island. So I said, I'm just going to float the Long Island smush face group. And it'll be <laughs> Boston Terriers, pugs, French bulldogs, Shih Tzus, Pekingese, all the dogs that have the, that are under 30 pounds that have a little smushed in nose. So then that became really, really popular, my group. So it was, I had meetups where I dressed them up and they came and dressed up in Halloween costumes. We had Halloween parties. We had doggy bowl for the Super Bowl. I had 
big brand companies like Petco let me do them indoors when it was cold out. And we were on local TV a lot. And I was like, wow, it's so funny. I'm in the newspaper and I'm on TV all because of dogs. Because I never was before in my life. <laughs> so these dogs, everything to do with the Smush Face group, everyone loved it. They just thought it was the most adorable thing in the world. So that led to that name called Herbie and the Smushies. So I got the idea for the book. Herbie and the Smushies was always in the back of my mind, but that was already a real thing going on. But then Herbie as a puppy, I took him to a private little dog park and he was bullied by a, another dog. He was bullied at the dog park. Um, so basically, I just had that title in my head and I was thinking about it. I thought about how he got bullied, but not only that, you know, the, the adults that were involved with the bully dog, I call him, is <laughs> um, <laughs> the name in the book. It's he's the bully dog, but uh, the couple that basically their dog hurt Herbie, they kind of tried to bully me too. And I was like, wow, wow bullying, bullying's happening, happening to dogs, to kids, to humans. To, so it's everything. It's everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Hi, I'm Brandy J, a voice to be reckoned with. And if you didn't know already, Anchor is definitely the place that you want to go to record a podcast. No minimum listenership. It's free, guys. I mean, they give you these creation tools that are so easy to use to put together an amazing show like mine, a voice to be reckoned with. And I'm on season three. Okay? You can distribute your podcast to places like Google Cast, Spotify, so much more. And did I already say minimum listenership? I mean, you can record and people can find you in your audio library and listen to you whenever they want, wherever they want. You can record on your phone, in your car, in your bathroom, in your room. It doesn't matter. Your voice can be heard. Your voice can be a voice to be reckoned with. Also, so please go now. Go to Google Play or Anchor.fm. Please, don't miss out. Go now. Join Anchor. But I I had, so I took the two things because I thought, well, if I want to make the book a series, the main title's Herbie and the Smushies, but the first book and only book right now is called Bullied at the Dog Park because it's so timely and bullying will never go anywhere, unfortunately. True. And I wanted to teach kids in a fun way. You know, they have all these bullying programs now at schools and it's they just have to be taught in a very fun way at a very young age. So that's what I target. And they really enjoy it because I'll read the book on a big screen and the illustrations of the dogs, they love it. Sometimes they'll yell out, I have a dog like that. You know, and they just, they love the characters. 
And then they always end up saying, is Herbie coming? (laughs) (laughs) They all want to meet Herbie. I brought him to one school once, but it was just way too much for him. They they made me bring him to each classroom one at a time. And then all the kids would pet him at the same time. It just was so much on him. It was just too overwhelming. So I, I say, I'll show you pictures of him and a little video but I'm, I can't bring them to the schools. It's just way too much. Yeah, totally. I, I get it. Yeah, we've had stuff like that. You know, I work at a school. When um, the animals come and the kids can get very, they don't understand the animals, you know what I mean, can get stressed and that that's a lot on them. So we usually prepare them and we I, I, I appreciate how they do it and they have the kids to to maybe like one at a time and like, you know, let them know like we can't all put them at the same time and, you know, yeah. you have to, so yeah. Yeah, they tried, but it was just such a humongous school. It was mm-hmm. literally like 20, 30 classrooms, and it was just getting oh my. to him. <laughs> yeah, it was just too much. <laughs> he was exhausted. <laughs> but it's fun. You know, I love, I love doing assemblies at schools with the book. I put it on a big projector, and I, afterwards I say, who wants to see pictures of the... Which is perfect, because I had the real group. So I... I always said, say, after I was done reading the book, who wants to see pictures of the real Herbie and the Smushies? And they're like, yay! And then I show them photos of these real dogs that look like the same dogs in the book in their Halloween costumes, and they love that. (laughs) (laughs) Or in their football jerseys. And then, you know, I, I do a little lesson with the kids, and I just ask them, you know, which characters were bullied? Who was your favorite character? Um what happened to that one if they were bullied and what did they do about it and at the end of the day it's just they love opening up which always amazes me that somebody one kid will just open up and say one time you know like a little five-year-old girl one time I was sitting by myself at lunch and blah 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 blah, blah you know and then and then like either me or a school administrator will jump in and say, and how did that make you feel? I don't like it, you know? So it just, it opens up the lines of communication. And that was my whole point of the book. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I think that's very commendable. And I think that's really awesome. The experience that you had and you took it and you used it, you not just used it in a, in a way, but it's actually a way that I identify with because I'm working, you know, towards, you know, this whole, this bullying crisis we have, you know, going on with our children. And so I think that's so awesome that you took an opportunity to turn it around and use it as a learning, you know, for someone else to to, to learn from. So that's, that's pretty awesome. You know, it's amazing because I have, my book is on a website my own website bullied at the dog park it's also on amazon but on my website i put up some testimonials from big mom bloggers and so far the best review that i got was pretty amazing because i didn't ever even think to go in that direction but she was actually she actually homeschools her kids And she wrote the most amazing quote, if people want to check it out on my website, it's just bulliedatthedogpark.com. She wrote that 
She thought she was just getting another book to review, basically, but she couldn't believe it. She homeschools her kids and she sat in bed with them the night she got the book and she read it. And she said the kids ended up asking her to read it like four or five times in a row. They loved it. And she said, I couldn't believe that my daughter started telling me all of these things that were happening to her. And she never brought that, brought any of it up before until we read this book. So she wow. said, now it's, we go to the book all the time and we love it. And I was like, see, that's amazing. That's what I want to hear. Yeah. That, that. And I was, who would have thought in the homeschool community, they're getting bullied, you know? <laughs> I didn't even think yep. that way. Yeah, I, I actually checked into homeschool for my son because of the bullying, but it just didn't wasn't fitting for me as a single mom being able to you have to be able to be home and more for it. So, yeah, a lot of people are homeschooling. I found out a whole lot of people are homeschooling more often now. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know so many of my friends that are mothers of younger kids that are like that. First of all, that horrible age between like 12 and 14 is like when they're the worst. Mm -hmm. um, but I have a few friends that are moms with kids those that age and they've, tra they've transferred like twice already to different yep. schools. Wow. And it just goes to show you, it doesn't matter where it, it has to be stopped and it doesn't matter where they go because it, if they had to go to two, three different schools already, what's the point of keep moving them? It's not them it's not the school you know it's gonna i mean it's gonna happen anywhere they put them so yeah we just have to teach them how to uh to deal with it basically you know it's sad because the school i i just the the worst stories i hear is that schools they have their policies obviously if something goes on in the school they could do something about it but they say anything over text messaging or computer they have no control over that. And that's really where it gets yeah. really bad. Yeah. They take a more bigger role because then you then you bring parents you know, against each other and then nothing gets solved and the children sit back and they watch watch it unfold and it just it helps no one. Yeah. So my yeah. thought with my book was, you know, to try to try to teach them at a very young age, like yeah. my book could be from like three to really could be like from three to eight. Yeah. Eight old, but like even the young group, three to six, they just to teach them very, very young to just be nice to everybody. Yeah. It doesn't matter what size, what color, you know. Yeah. I, I try to teach that in the book without it being so obvious. Yeah, for sure. And that's why it's perfect. You have to get them at a, a young age, you know, and install that within with within them. You know, I told my uh, the, the very last school I just took my son out this year. I told them, and they told me they said, "Well, what do you want us to do?" They said, "Well, we, you work at a school. You tell kids to not do anything, to do something, and they still do it anyway." They told me it was out of their control, and I yep. said, "Well, I said, I know I don't know how it is." I said, "You have to teach children." So you just have to, you have to teach children how to treat one another. And you have sometimes, I had to throw ideas out there. I said, sometimes you have to create programs or activities that bring kids together so they can learn how to get along and 
and things like that. And they just were kind of staring at me with like this blank stare, like, oh, okay. And I just yeah. was like, yeah, I'm not bringing him back here. They just, they wanted me to keep bringing him back without any resolve. And I said, no, I've heard too many horror stories of kids coming back and then that kid retaliates or they get suspended and they come back with more of a vengeance. And, yeah. and in, in a few results, in a few, it resulted in that child pa- um, passing away. You know, they had got a hold of the child and were kicking him. And, you know, my son, his was physical. He got punched. He got he got jumped by two people. And they kicked How him. And girl kicked him in his stomach. He's 12. It happened this year. Oh, my God. Yeah, he got kicked in the stomach by a girl. And, and a boy held, held him down. And, and at that point, that should have been the first and the last. They, you know what I mean, got suspended. So, or I, I think, but I sent him back. And then a whole other incident happened where it was physical. So wait, this was at his school? Yeah. And what happened to those two kids? Pretty much nothing. Um, they said that they suspended them, but suspension is, is just a procedure. There's things that have to come with it. Suspending, all it does is removes the child from the school for a few days. They're probably at home texting and playing, and then they yeah. come back to school. That's not That's not how suspension should be used. And so I just, it didn't help because someone else, you know, was, was you know, at it with him too. And they're throwing rocks and just doing the most, the, the worst things you could possibly be doing. And this is at his school. And I'm just like, where are the adults? <laughs> what What's going on here? And so he called me. I was at work and I got a call. He was in the office with ice, you know, on his face. And, and I immediately called my sister and we went there and I, I removed him right away. I said, oh, we're, we're leaving. <laughs> we're, out of, we're out of here. And so I had to kept him out of school for maybe a, a two weeks. I had to, but he did some, you know, some independent work. And then I just kept seeking for another somewhere he can go and be safe and receive yeah. his education. So now he's found a, I'm at a school where it's a more of an independent study and he yeah. goes for a short amount of time, but it's not a, a school school. It's like a place where all you can do is focus on your studies and they're very attentive and, um, you know, you know, uh, Heather, I have a quick story for you because I, I know this, you know, this, this is your interview. It's not mine. <laughs> yeah. But it brings up so much. But this is so ironic that the day I took him to enroll him into this school, he looks over. He said, Mom, look who's here. And I look over and it was one of the, the people, one of the kids. And I was headed to the restroom and I looked at him and I looked at the kid and I said, yeah, that won't be happening here. And I went to the restroom. I was like, of all the places, you know. And so later, the the, the man I it was enrolling us, he, he asked me, he wanted me to tell him more. He said, so tell me more about what was going on with your son. Like, what happened? I said, it's funny you asked that. I said, look across the room. I said, you see that that person over there? He said, yeah. I said, yeah. I said, and he said, get out of here. I said, no. <laughs> and so he immediately just addressed that and made sure that, that there would be no interference that they had different schedules and they're very attentive to it but isn't that crazy at all the places the kid ends up there too (laughs) that's I would have been like I mean that's funny ironically funny but I would have I mean just that the fact that the parents thought of the same thing as you to put the kid in that type of setting yeah I think what happened actually I think what happened with that because it had been some time some weeks before I even got him in that school I think that that school might have put that person out because of too many complaints. Because I was told that, that person was a, that wasn't their first. They were a constant, they were, they were known for that. 
you know, yeah. and they wouldn't do anything about the kid. And I think it's, I think they started probably to get a little bit of backlash or probably had to hurry up and do something. And they had to, they let that student go, but that's yeah. where their parent ended up finding them. So that's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, so far I'm just doing, you know, young kids where I guess I'm not hearing major I'm I'm hearing the major horror stories like I said from my friends who have kids that are a little bit older like your son's age mm-hmm. it like that even between like 10 and 13 14 it starts even younger now but that like 12 year old mark is like it it's weird it's just crazy like it's always like around 12 years old I hear all the horrible things happening but I'm targeting the younger kids where they're still innocent enough (laughs) yeah yeah for sure you have to you have to because I've seen a lot of nasty um story I've seen it you know in in my face with uh starting from kinder kindergarten kindergarten with with it happening already you know and I don't know but I know that they're starting to have it to where kids go to school all together from kindergarten to all the way up to 12th grade. I didn't have that experience. I went from kinder to sixth. The next school was seventh to ninth. And the next school was 10th to 12th. But now they're all together. And I'm wondering if that plays a part in it. Yeah, not, I don't... I do know, but it, some of the, there, it's a little different. It's, I was exactly you, the exact same thing, K through six, but now it's K through five, six, yeah. seventh, and eighth, and then ninth, tenth, ninth on, you know. Yeah. yeah. I think but, each grade should stay with themselves. Each, I think you should grow up with a, you know what I mean? And when you're high school, high school, yeah. sweet high school, and, you know, I yeah. just don't think it's a good idea. <laughs> But, you know, it's, and then I get the other thing from people that when I tell them I wrote a book, it hasn't happened a lot, but I had a few people say, you know, they need, this is ridiculous with all the bullying crap already. These kids are going to grow up being the biggest wimps and, you know, they need to grow up the way we did where we just took it and, you know, they're trying to make it like, there's too much about it and that they're not letting kids know what reality is by having someone be mean to them and I just say to them well you know they're not protected 100% of the time everywhere they go all the time but they can be at school I mean come on school they should be having fun on their in their classes learning in their classes, having fun in the classes that are fun classes, art, gym, music, whatever. And then, you know, be able to enjoy their childhood. Yeah. But, and then too, you have to look at it back then, or when they say that they need to grow up the way we grew up, it was so different then. We didn't have all this technology and cyberbullying and kids weren't cutting themselves and taking their lives. So when it comes to that, it's a whole different game field now it's not the same anymore (laughs) oh I know I know well when you hear when there's websites of kids say you know there's websites that kids go on to kill you know how to commit suicide or they convince each other to kill themselves I mean Mm -hmm. I that was 
something we never even heard of when we were kids. No. We never, never heard or saw anything like that. I mean, the only bullying really was on the phone. Like, I remember we would just, you know, we would be mean and something stupid with where I was able to, you could get two people on the phone. When when you, when you we got Cole waiting for the first time and we were able to have like two friends on the phone and we'd, we'd make one, we'd basically make one friend talk about the other friend and then have them be like, hi, I'm on the line. How could you, how dare you talk to me like that? And that was like <laughs> I remember the biggest those form, Yeah, the biggest form <laughs> of bullying. Or literally right in the hallway, you know, they would bully you. And that was it. Yeah, but it's a whole other level now. It's such a, oh my God. I mean, when I, 12 year olds that are on going to therapy and pulling their hair out and trying to kill themselves over bully, over text messages, different world. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why it's so important for parents and whoever, administrators, teachers, everybody to make sure that they have these conversations with children and, and let, you know, we have to prepare our children and build them. You know, I always tell the kids, just because someone says it doesn't make it true. And I right. know that it's still hard because kids, that's their world. Everything matters. You know, everything's so sensitive. And I wouldn't want to be a kid all over again. I used to think I did, but it's, it's tough. Not they do have so much yeah. to do with, you know? Well, we're grown-ups now, and it still happens, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, there's just always going to be people that... It's the way you grow up, obviously, and your atmosphere, your surroundings. Um, you know, what I... The, I don't want to really give away too much of my book. I want people to read it, but... Basically, I do mention something. Hey, you know, bullies sometimes can be bullied too. Like meaning they came from a home where maybe their parents yeah. or their, their yep. brother or sister bullies them. Yeah, a lot of times that's the case. Yep. So that's mm -hmm. why they're a bully. If the cycle continues. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I, you know, I, I was talking to my son kind of about you know, uh, about you and what you do. And, and I was talking to him about your dog and how he got bullied. And he said, he said, what? He said, a dog being bullied? I said, yeah, honey. I said, yeah. the dogs, you know, could be bullied. Like, it's a, it's not just, it's crazy. It, it's not just a, a, a human thing either, too. I was like, I told him, I said, yeah, her dog was being bullied by another dog. And his owner wasn't that much better. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Yep, the dog was not trained properly to be in a dog park. First of all, there's rules of going into a dog park. And number one, they have to be sociable. You know, I ran a group and it was in dog park, obviously, or in or sometimes even in a very closed in surrounding, like I told you at a pet store, where it was even a much smaller area. And I made sure every dog had to be friendly and socialized and not even if they were a puppy the parents would be holding it and you can't hold a dog you can't have a dog on leash when other dogs are not being held in on leash because it just makes them a predator to other dogs because they, and they get more aggressive because they're being held back they feel like they can't do anything if you're holding them on a leash so 
rules of the dog park are number one, as soon as you open that gate, you've got to take your dog off a leash. If not, all the dogs are going to come over to it and that dog on the leash is going to go nuts because it knows it's being held back and can't protect itself. So I've always had to tell people, you've got to take them off leash. And they're like, but it's the first time. It's the first time I'm scared. I'm like, just do it. You'll just trust me, do it, do it. And then all of a sudden the dogs just want to, they're just coming to greet them at the gate and then they run away. And the dog's usually fine. And once the, some, you know, there's a couple that are just like kids are going to grab their mother behind the leg and hide. And sometimes the dog will do that for the first time too. But you just, they, that's just them learning how to be socialized. But they have to be off leash, they have to be socialized and they have to get along with other dogs. You can't throw in your aggressive dog into a dog park. You just can't. But there's a lot of people that do that too. And you know what? They are. They're just like the owners are worse. And there's some dog dog parks around here that we all talk about and say, I'll never go there because the owners are so unruly that they don't care if their dog is beating up another dog. They just wow. look the other way and they talk to the other bully owners in, in there. Wow. They're the ones that will have like the, the dogs that are more aggressive and they don't care because they play with each other. That's so crazy. I remember bringing Herbie and he's just a little guy. He's 20 pounds. And as a puppy, he was only like 12 pounds at the time when I took him for the first time. And I remember a boxer standing over him literally like he was underneath his whole body and he would not let him move and I was petrified my dog was petrified and the owner wouldn't take the dog away and it was just a nightmare you know and it's the same thing that's my baby <laughs> he's my baby and it's like don't mess with my baby like get right. your dog away from him. but you know people have to read the signs they're right there you know, you shouldn't go in there if you can't follow the rules. The sign says what you need to be able to have your dog do or not do. And it says no aggressive dogs. But then again, last statement always is it's a dog park. So it's your own discretion because there's no one there watching. There's no one that runs a dog park. There's no security guard in there, you know, so it is at, sorry, at your own risk. Enter at your own risk. Yeah. But you would think that, you know, people would be able to, we be adults enough, since we are, to be able to respect that. And the same things we teach children. And it baffles me that adults, we, you know what I mean? We just sometimes can't get it either. <laughs> you know? So that's why with my book, I left it open not to really write other books right now, but that Herbie and the Smushies would be a series because my dream is to have it on TV in everyone's living room. And I picture back in the days when on Saturday mornings watching my cartoons and it being bullied at the dog park, of course, the first episode would be based on my book. But then I would want each episode to be fun and educational. And I want it to to teach kids a life lesson every time. Yeah, so, have just different stories to it, like different yep. like messages. Yeah, it's awesome. Yep. I'm picturing as you talk to me about this in my head. Actually, I'm actually I'm kind of like that. I don't know if it's the creative part, but I'm seeing different dogs and scenes as you're telling me about it. I can I see like a show. I actually I can see it. 
Wait till you see the, wait till you get the book. Steve got it yesterday and he wrote me and said, this is going to be huge. Cause I told him, cause it was funny when I said, that's what I'm really looking for help with is you need the connections. It's all who, you know, and yeah. it's sad because this book gets so much rave about how, you know, wonderful it is to teach kids in this way. Like people have said, this, what a great way to teach kids through dogs, you know? So I, he basically said to me, you need to have realistic goals, uh, realistic expectations. And I said, I do trust me. You're gonna, when you see the book, you'll understand. You're going to just look at the cover and you're going to see a cartoon in your head. The second you see it, and I'm telling you, you're going to think the same thing. Like she's right. This is definitely already a cartoon series because it's the way I created it. And yeah. I, I'm like you, everything, I create everything. Like I, when, like the franchiser was amazed when I came up with that. And I said, well, I'm going to start a group called the Long Island Smush Face Group. And then it became so huge. She couldn't believe it. Cause I'm like that too. I'm very creative and I'm just a, I'm not a seller. Like I'm not a type of person that would have to, I could never be a salesperson. But I could talk about anything that I'm passionate about and believe in. And this is it. And I told Steve, I'm telling you, this isn't a pipe dream. I've been working on it for three years, turning it into an animation, using all my money, trying to get like a short film out there just to get noticed. And I actually did go down to, it's called Kids Screen. And it's a big summit. It's a global community where all kids networks go. So I met with some kids networks last year and they all grabbed my book from my hand and they were like, this is a great idea. This is a great idea. But unfortunately I never heard really back from a couple that were really interested. So it's, it's just getting your foot in the door and who, you know, but yeah. I know, I just know when it's in my bones, like I could feel it that I know it's meant to be a cartoon or even just a movie, even just the one movie topic bullied at the dog park. Yeah. And so I love like, the title. It's so catchy. It's bully. I love it. Yeah. People like bullied at the dog park. I'm like, so they're like, it's so it's about dogs being bullied. I'm like, well, it's really, you know, it starts out that way, but you have to read it to understand that I use the dogs to teach kids about bullying. And I'm like, once you read it, you understand it's hard to explain, but I make it where it's really a children's book, but yeah, it starts yeah. with her being bullied at the dog park and you could even go on amazon.com or my website bullied at the dog park just to see all the, the whole synopsis but it basically says it so i'm not really giving anything away but it says you know herbie gets bullied at the dog park and then he doesn't understand why and he goes on a journey to find out why and he meets all these new friends that have all been bullied in some way or another and they form a bond and they end up all becoming friends because they have something in common. Yeah. That's so awesome. I'm, I'm going to check my box today. That's why I've been waiting. I just want to be just like, I'm so excited. That's, I haven't <laughs> spoiled it for myself yet. I just want to, since you, you know, sent it, I'm so grateful. I'm waiting for me to just actually see it right then and there. And I'm just so excited to just to 
you know I'm almost like to tears because I'm just like oh my goodness because you know I just I'm, I'm ready yeah, I, you I'm gotta, probably there I gotta check it I, sometimes I forget to check my mailbox because it used to be so depressing sometimes when I used to check my mailbox <laughs> yeah. well it's funny because he texted me last night and he goes I got your beautiful book thank you and I was like oh it came early because like I said the last time I looked was like two days ago it still said it was shooting for Tuesday for both of you because you're both in California. So his it did come early, which normally did does happen with the mail. Even if they tell me a week, it's usually three, four days. So I was hoping you'd definitely get it by today. If he got it yesterday. Yeah, I might have it there. Yeah. Yeah. But you'll see, you'll see, just like him, I said, Steve, it's not, believe me, these are not, um, pipe dream like expectations where I'm like yeah I want to be a big huge star you know I'm gonna be a big movie star without anything any work or anything it's my passion's gone into this book and this film for three years and I've gone and met with people and I talk to everyone I can but you know sometimes unfortunately it's just being introduced to the right person and we mm -hmm. all know it's all who you know and yeah. I said, you'll, and then when he wrote that last night, I was so excited. He goes, he took a picture of it and texted it to me and said, this is going to be huge. Yeah. So he's excited about it. Yeah. And that you had the right person has it too. So, you know, yeah. all those years when um, people weren't, you know, looking towards it, it could have been for this moment. It wasn't, wasn't that time. It wasn't for them. It was for this time right here, the right person. Yeah. I mean, my dream is to just... I wrote out a bunch of, I wrote out some, it's, it's called having a pitch Bible, which is basically your pitch deck to pitch it to networks and, and streaming services and stuff. So basically, you know, you do your, your research and I did what I had, I did everything I had to do. So I, I worked on it for about a month, the whole pitch deck, and I wrote out a bunch of episode scenarios and they're endless with me which is great because that's where the nine years of being in the dog business comes in because I could think of so many different scenarios because my book is also a little bit about dog caring for animals too it it throws in a little bit of dog care as well as it teaching about bullying so each episode whatever the life lesson is I want to also throw in real life lessons you know yeah. besides the besides the one topic that the show is going to be about oh and yeah. at the end of each episode herbie comes out at the end and basically recaps looks at the tv screen at his audience and recaps what the kids learned awesome that so is so cool it, it, it it's just you know, everyone who sees it, but they just aren't the person who could get it, get it to, to where it needs to be. They all say it's just great concept, great idea. It, it's like definitely meant to happen. So yes, for sure. I'm, I'm just hoping this is the year 2020. I feel it. I think it is, Heather. 2020 vision. That's why I keep telling people that 2020 yep. vision. <laughs> yeah, I, I just feel it. I feel it coming soon and getting to work on it. I I really want to be a writer on it 
because you know if you do get picked up by people they usually just take they really some networks want to just take the whole project from you and you don't really get any rights unfortunately that's just how it works it, because they're going to spend all the money on especially animation is so expensive but um i'm going to you know i want to be on the writing team because it's my baby yeah for sure for sure that's 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 amazing um that's like i'm just i'm just so excited <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure i'm excited because i want to be able to read it to the kids too and um so you know and doing the show with you and connecting the book you know what i mean it's like very um i'm very honored to be able to 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 do that with you so thank you I'm so much for sharing I'm excited for you to read the book to the kids and tell me some feedback. Even if yeah. I would love it if you could even if you know you hear a few things from some of the kids if you could write them down and let me know cuz oh, I'm yeah, always sure. I always want feedback. I I love hearing what the feedback is. For sure, for sure. That, like I was telling you yesterday how you know the biggest takeaway i get usually is a kid at the end of the assembly i'll say so what do you learn and they'll say be nice to everyone because that's something that i really really drill in the head their heads from the book and don't leave anyone out and it's not just the book i'm sorry i do do a little lesson with it too and it starts with i write the word bullying straight down you know like b u l l y i n g and then mm-hmm. i have a little lesson next to each letter so i have it like capital b for bullying be nice to everyone and then like the u is uh, be an upstander like stand up for your friend if your friend is too afraid to say anything you need to say something yeah that's so amazing yeah i i i, tr- I really like that too because there's the reading and then there's the lesson that that comes with it and so i think that's like uh uh very amazing that you have that set up that way yeah i mean i definitely i, I do that and then i also which i think schools have to do is have consequences and i go yep. over that, that you you know about i took it from uh one of my friends who's a teacher she gave me this sheet that basically had all these things about consequences and I'm like so I, it has something on there about all the technology use of bullying and how there's consequences and you could ruin your lives you know by writing the wrong thing mm-hmm. posting the wrong thing yeah. like these kids these days they have no idea with what they're posting how talking to destroy yeah mhm yeah i mean the fact that people every job now looks at your social media yeah so even even i i don't even know if i told you this but i've been doing some stand up comedy also that's another thing that i said i wanted to do something i always cool. wanted to do so i started to do it and basically I just totally forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> what, 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 what were we just saying? 
you're telling me about the um, stand-up comedy part and you're talking about uh, how the kids don't, um, you know, they put stuff online. They don't know what they're doing. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Posting, so yeah. Yeah, so one of my jokes is, you know, to you millennials out there that are in the crowd, like at that moment, um, just know that everything is, you can't delete anything, nothing. But me and my friends, we had a camera, I'm sure I'm older than you, but we had these cameras that you actually took to CVS writing yeah. and you got your photos developed. And Yeah, I was probably the late, I'm 80s baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you give them out, you give them out and you, you and, your, and guess what? If there's any bad ones, I could just go right to the shredder and bye, <laughs> it's gone. Yep. But you guys, never, it never goes away. Never, ever, So I, I put that in my, one of my acts speak sometimes because they need to know, like you have no idea. You try to get a good job, you have these horrible photos up on there, forget mm-hmm. it. Yep. The company you keep and they post these, you know, things and it's tagged to you. That's why, you know, I think people look at our social media to see what kind of, you know, people, what are we, we are around and, you know, yep. it's like, these kids don't get there be ruining their future as of right now to what they would want to do later on down the road because people remember that stuff or they see that they don't want no parts of it yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah i told my son right now too i tell him i said you know you be careful what you you think it's funny right now or it's just something you know just like to you it means nothing but to someone else you know what i mean they look at that and they're like and, it, and they, that's a representation of you actually and they're thinking that you know that's how they're judging you yep that's why I'm happy. I'm, I'm actually happy they didn't have all this when I was at that age between 17 and like 22, 23 partying with my friends because you don't want any pictures. I didn't do anything crazy, but you still don't want any like pictures yeah. of you drinking and yeah, that's like your past. And yeah, no, and that's not who you are. That's just something that you did, you know, as yeah. you growing up. Having- so having fun with my friends and yeah. going out and stuff that I mean there was probably nothing that would have not gotten me a job or something like that but you just never even know who is taking pictures nowadays forget it yeah. you're on camera everywhere you go everywhere you go yep exactly and you won't you wouldn't even have a clue you know what I mean that that's that, that you are <laughs> I know the sad thing is that you know it goes the other way with us too, where, you know, I also do some acting and other things too. Like I want to do more acting this year. Cause like I said, I, I did own that business for a long time. So I couldn't really ever just leave where I live in my area because when you own the business and it's a service business, if a dog walker, almost every day, a dog walker would call out, cancel, I have an emergency, I can't do a walk, you have to be there and cover. So I was under a lot of stress all these years. And I have to tell you, it's been really nice just like laying around for a while. (laughs) (laughs) I bet. (laughs) But I'm also the type that can't just relax. You gotta be doing something. Yeah. My head, like you said, if you're a creative type, you just, your head is going, going, going. Like, I'm like, all right, I want to reach out to a bunch of talent agencies. I got to get my resume updated. I got to get my photo gallery updated yeah. you know so i've been a lot of people don't get it yes i totally get it some people don't get that 
Oh yeah, you have to. I mean, a creative mind never stops. Never stops. Yeah. Do you have Do you have nice handwriting or bad handwriting? Some people say mine's is nice. I I I think it all depends on what what I'm doing because I I do have like this worst handwriting part of me, and then it's like what like what how can I even possibly create this? But then I have a, a nice way of writing, and that's when I'm actually like taking my I'm purposely. Yeah. <laughs> Because mine was so bad at this point that, but it was funny because I I looked something up about it and it said the most creative people have bad handwriting. I was like, okay, <laughs> woohoo, win. I'm like, that makes I don't sense. feel bad anymore. That makes a lot of sense to me because sometimes I'm like, how is it possible that I can write like this? Because <laughs> doctors, doctors have the worst handwriting. It's <laughs> it's when you have to write so fast and a lot at one time, but fast. Yeah, yeah. It's, I don't trying have, to get it down. <laughs> I I don't have. I guess so. Basically, it's just not pretty handwriting, but it's legible. I've legible yeah. handwriting. It's just not pretty. It's you know, it's I I don't handwrite anymore. It's amazing. I mean, just everything's on your computer. Yeah, you know, I started doing the one where exactly. you can talk to text to talk to yeah. text or something, and so like I started doing that. You know, I had to do a had to do a fundraiser where I talked to trying to explain like what it was about and I was just like oh my gosh and so I just started talking into the to the phone and it yep. was like like doing it for me I was like oh this is awesome but then I had to go back and like <laughs> I know stuff it, because you know I say it one yep. way and it, here's it yeah. another way <laughs> believe me I thought that was gonna save me with driving and doing the talk to text if I had to talk well <laughs> but then I'm looking at some of the crazy words that were coming out and I would literally have to still pull over to change uh, the first, you know, <laughs> look t- stupid or horrible, you know. So I was like, well, this really isn't worth it because if I have to pull over to do a text anyway, yeah, or change the text that it's auto-correcting, forget it. What's the point? <laughs> <laughs> but oh, we, man, that's so yeah, funny. look at look at how lazy it made us. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> when I have to write out anything i'm like my hand hurts because <laughs> i'm just like, used oh, to this... typing yeah you're like oh this is gonna take forever and your creative yeah. mind is going so fast where you want it just to appear and you want to yeah. add more to it and so yeah i totally yeah. get it yeah i woke up at like 12 this morning i just well you know it's hysterical because my friend, some of my friends get annoyed with me because I actually did, uh, me and my husband and another couple went to Punakana last year for vacation. And we did, me and my girlfriend went and did a couple's massage, not, not a couple's massage, but like together. Like we went in the room, me and my husband did it one time and then we did another massage before we left. So we're like, let's do the girls in one room and the guys in another room. Nothing weird, but you know, might sound <laughs> weird, but it wasn't weird because it was a whole thing, a whole spa where you go into a room and do a mud bath and uh, you know, all different things like a hydro pool. So it was just like, kind of like, let's do it as like a girl's day and they were gonna do it as a guy's thing to hang out. So anyway, the whole massage, <laughs> I could not relax because my brain sometimes will just go, 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 go. 
So we're, we're coming out of it and we're getting up and the massage therapist will like, how are you feeling? And, you know, we'll be outside with fresh water with cucumber and all that. <laughs> so my friend is like, oh, I feel so good, blah, blah, blah. And I just went a mile a minute and I'm like, I have this whole plan. So my mind went into a business plan during this hour massage. I came up with a whole business plan and I'm the type of person. So I'll just explain a little bit about it. We have a, a, not a timeshare, but it's a special program at Hard Rock Hotels where we get like VIP rooms and you get like better alcohol, like higher level for free. Everything's all inclusive, but we get like a step up by buying, by buying this extra package. But we ended up, they always try to get you to upgrade every time you go back. So we were definitely not going to do it. But when we basically like sat down with the guy, cause they're like, well, if you sit with us for 90 minutes anyway, we'll give you all this free stuff. So I was thinking about it, the whole massage. And as soon as we got up, she's still like stretching her arms. And I'm like, okay, I'm telling you right now, this is what I'm going to get us. I'm going to get us a presidential suite for tonight. It was our last night there. I'm going to get us a presidential suite. We're going to get this. We're going to get that. We're going to get, <laughs> I'm going to do this. This is, and I had a whole list and I'm like, I need a pen and paper. Cause I got to write it all out. Cause we're going back to the guy after this and I'm going to get us all this. And I come out there and her husband's like, they're both Venezuelan, so it's hysterical because they'll be like half Spanish, half English. And he's like, you loco, you loco, you're crazy. And I'm like, <laughs> you'll see. I go, come on, let's go to the room. Now, we didn't have, he, he's like a scotch drinker, so scotch is really expensive, like the high-end scotch. He didn't have high-end scotch all week. So we're sitting in the guy's office and, and I'm like, we're really hungry. Could we have lobster, shrimp, champagne? Um, hey, Carlos, what do you want? That scotch? How, how many years old? You know, it's like a $100 bottle, $200 bottle of scotch. I'm like, he'll have... So he ended up drinking pretty much a bottle. He had like three glasses. I'm like, oh, I want the highest champagne. I want this. I want that. Because these guys need to sell you the package so bad that they will do anything. And I learned that from the last time we were there. And I'm like, these are my list of demands. And I handed it to the guy. The guy's face turned white. And this was all during a massage. Like, okay. And basically, I got us eight free weeks of vacation. And all their properties are all over in Mexico, like Cabo San Lucas, Riviera Maya, which is the next place we're going. Um, I got us a trip to Paris that we have to use in 2021 next, you know, in a year for like $150 for a wow. deluxe, for a beautiful room. We just have to pay airfare. That's it. $150 for the seven night stay in a gorgeous room in Paris. <laughs> like when I, I'm serious, when I'm like in that mind frame and she's like, I can't believe you did all that during the massage and a few hours later, all our bags were moved to the presidential suite where the room was bigger than my house. And they were still in shock looking at me like, what the hell? <laughs> mm -hmm. We're in this presidential suite where it had a 
a living room this bigger than the first floor of my house. It had like five bathrooms, two stocked bars. The deck outside over the water was the size of two of my houses, the length of two of my houses, like two houses length. I mean, it was just unbelievable. I'm like, this is my new house. <laughs> but I, I just went into that mode. It was crazy. It was like an out-of-body experience. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So cool. when it comes to being, you know, a business, I guess I'm a business person and a creative person at the same time because, but it was funny because I was like, I want, we both want gift certificates to Swarovski because they had a Swarovski store because those hard rock hotels and casinos are set up like a casino. So the hallways all have those really nice stores in them. Mm -hmm. And I kept saying it. I'm like, I want us to both have, you know, at least $150 each to buy something. We want a, a, a gift from Swarovski. And he kept saying, I can't do that. We don't own Swarovski. <laughs> we don't, we don't own them. They're their own business. We, I can't, I can't physically give you a gift certificate to them. So I'm like, well, give us more store credits for the other store that we do get, you know, there's one store, but it has all cheesy stuff in it. You know, nothing nice in it, but it had some jewelry, but just their own little stone that they use kind of like an opal, not opal, but some green stone that, that that's their stone of the country or whatever, but they had all their jewelry made out of it, rings and necklaces and stuff, but I was like, well, give us 500 more credits for that store then. Like, I wasn't going to give up. But <laughs> I, was, I was very upset about the Swarovski because I saw, like, a beautiful set for, like, $150 that I wanted, but whatever I got us enough that night and I'm like so we're drinking champagne in our presidential suite just like I said <laughs> yeah. oh that's I, so funny <laughs> well you, you know that's when you just know because they just like the guy was it looked like his blood was drained out of him because we took everything and got him where he basically made nothing off of us <laughs> Because then my husband was getting into it. He's like, give us two more free weeks. Two more free weeks. And the guy was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. You guys took everything. I'm not making a dime off of this. And he's like, all right, we're walking then. And he's like, all right, all right. <laughs> so it was, I mean, we weren't doing it to be mean. We were doing it because they take they take a lot of, they took a lot of money from us the first time. And we were... You know, you talk to people and they'll tell you what you could get out of them. And we didn't know it the first time. So we're like, all right, if we're going to do this, we ended up buying the upgrade, but we wanted to get a lot for it because it's expensive. Yeah. We weren't bullying them. Just <laughs> getting, we were just getting what we deserved out of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's so funny. <laughs> but it's like, you know what it is? It's just knowing what you need to know. And then yeah. you could quit. It's just being prepared for a negotiation. That's all. But it, I was just, the whole point was that I did it all through a massage. And I didn't elect <laughs> for one second. I didn't even know I was being massaged. My <laughs> <laughs> And now I can't wait for our vacation. Um, I just can't wait. I need a vacation very badly. I didn't. Now, even when I went the last eight years, we went like once a year because that week I still was petrified because when you own a business, you just can't relax. So you yeah, can't really go on 
education because I'm worried like if one walker couldn't do walks I didn't make sure there was someone to cover you just had a I always had to still check my phone this year is going to be the first time ever in a long time that I don't have to even check my phone that's you know, amazing and you deserve it, it. it yeah I mean it's it's been a long hard working nine years <laughs> yeah it's amazing sure you definitely deserve it it's amazing just the stress level how it went down tremendously but now I have all these new stresses but they're all good stresses but it's all good. <laughs> these good things up and running yeah that's so awesome it's, it's the book the animation the acting the the comedy everything hey if you ever need a voiceover I've been I've been practicing <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> I always thought about that too. I was like, you know, because I'll sometimes I'll see a star, and then I'll find out later on down the road. Like uh, I used to watch the Rugrats, and I used to love me some Chucky. And then when I found out who did it, you would have I would have never guessed. You know that you know that, yeah. how cool that is that you you know you don't. Of course, they don't sound yeah. like it, but you still just you don't really identify match that person to that voice. <laughs> yeah, and you know it's funny that now anytime we watch an animated movie. Like uh, I have a 14-year-old stepdaughter, so we we watched Frozen two just a couple of weeks ago, and it's funny that I'm like, you know that I know every I could hear all the actors' voices now. <laughs> now that you know, yeah, you know they are, yeah. Huh? Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> like I know who everyone's voices are, and sometimes they're on commercials as voiceovers, and they're big A-list actors, and you don't, and you're like, who is that? Oh my god, they sound so familiar. And I'll realize, oh my God, that's, I mean, some are obvious, but Sophia Vergara is doing a voiceover for like a car commercial, but you don't even realize it. But they're yeah. getting, it's unfortunate because they're, they, they're the only ones that get all the work. If you notice, yeah. all A-listers are on every commercial at this point. Yeah. So it's really hard to get good work because they only want the top 10%, which is the A-listers. But look, how they ever expect to, if they don't give people a chance, they can't be around forever. I know. <laughs> somebody well, else in. <laughs> they want, it's, and that's what I was going to say before about how social media is good and bad for us, our generation, because I could see that when I even put in for any acting jobs, it says must have a big influence, a following on your Instagram or whatever you're on you have to have a big following it'll even tell you a number sometimes must have at least 25,000 followers to apply even just for a little non-union rinky dink acting job so that's oh. why they, that's why they have the a-listers on because they think they still have the influence for people yeah. to find something like um matthew mcconaughey's been doing the lincoln cars now for for years yeah Jennifer Aniston does like four different commercials for Avena, for dry eyes, for like all different products. Like yeah. people start noticing now she's doing how many products and it's all A-listers. Yeah. But they do need, they do need to give people a chance because yeah. that's how they, they're on one commercial, then they'll get the following if it's big enough, you know? Exactly. It works both ways. You can't, they're going to, you know, they get... You know, just got to give people a chance. You know what I mean? Like you said, it's all about, you know, definitely the hard, the work you put in, but who you know, and, you know, and just got to keep, you know, trying, never giving up, 
basically, you know, and just well, I'm never, never giving up, up on I'm never giving up on my book becoming a cartoon or a movie. Yeah, please I, don't. I know I'm not because I know it's going to happen. I know yes. it is. Sometimes I have very good, strong intuition, and this is something that I'm not like. There's been things that I gave up on where I'm like, it's just not going to happen. But this one I know is. I just know it is. It's hard to explain, but I have strong intuitions about certain things. I'm not saying I'm going to end up being a big actor. Like, there's things I know, and there's things I know won't. Like, you know, I'm not, like, I don't sit there and say, I know I'm going to end up being a big actress or I'm going to get my big break. But it's about this, it's this cartoon that is going to end up making, changing, because it's going to change lives. Yeah, significant to you. You you created it and you believe in it and you know it's going to change and help. So yeah, for sure. Yep. Yeah. All of a sudden, a kid that's really quiet sitting at home watching it is going to turn to their parent and say... The kid in my class did that to me, and they're gonna be like, "What? Mm-hmm. What do you mean?" And all of a sudden, one kid's life's gonna change because they opened yeah. up. Yep, and that could change. That could have set, stopped something in the future. You know how we get to the point where kids are now older and they don't really talk about it, and they take them. You know, what I mean, they do something detrimental, and yep. and that's what it's about. You know, what I mean, stopping that before we even get get there. You know, and now that mom's more aware. You know, and she's you know now she. Change, you know, yeah. it, it changed her, her too. She probably, you know, starts content, you know, more talking to her children more, and that's amazing. Because the parents think, need it too. We need to, they need, we need to know how to even open up those lines for kids that aren't telling us, you know. So I'm, exactly, and yeah, it could go both ways. It could be where you notice your kid is all about the bully dog that bullies my dog in the beginning, and is like, yeah, yeah, beat him up, beat him up. Right. You know that's, I mean? Yeah, that's a sign right there too. Like, Wait a minute, right? <laughs> right. You could have the you could have your bully kid right there, and you just found out. <laughs> Exposed. <laughs> get him! Get him! Yeah, that is so true. It's because you'll get the kid. I, I noticed that with kids, you you'll, it, is, it strikes me sometimes too in a story, and I'll see different reactions. The kid that's like, yeah, for the bad guy, or, and then there's the kid that's like, that's not okay, and then it's kind of like, okay, well. I see some signs here some red flags <laughs> yeah but you know what I'm gonna, I'm gonna also send you some things about voiceover because there's some sites that you could go join and just do a bunch of different voices even if you just replicate a commercial but you could do some voices and there's some sites that you could just put your recordings on and casting directors go on them for voiceover. And you could do even um, reading books on audio books. That's like a big thing for voiceovers. That's cool. I actually thought about doing a podcast for audio, doing like audio because I I like to write stories. Mm -hmm. I consider that. Yeah. But there's like different types of voiceover. There's audiobooks, there's commercials, there's cartoons, obviously. There's so much. Yeah. But there's some sites that are just for people to pick up voiceovers, voiceover actors. But you just have to have a little demo reel, which you have the setup with a good sound, you know, to have a good audio. So, yeah. But it wouldn't even matter if I sat in my car in the silence and did it on my voice recorder on my on my phone, 
and did like a few different things in a row. And then you could put like a minute clip up on the site and people go on it. And you could actually go on it and apply for jobs. I just don't know how much it is, but um, I have to look it up. This one that's like the bigger one that everyone goes on. Cool. Okay. I, I, I play mommy in my film. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm Herbie's mommy, so of course I'm mommy. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> he, he just looked at me. Yes, I'm mommy. Yes, I'm mommy. <laughs> Everyone, if you're wondering who the grunting is coming from, we have. Uh, int- you want to introduce them, Heather? Herbie. He just looked at the iPad like, yeah. <laughs> he's he's not gonna snort right now. He snorts when he's really, really happy when he has something in his mouth and he's running around or. When he's sleeping, he snores very loud, but this breed snorts. Uh, Boston's and French Bulldogs snort a lot. So the snorting is in, I mentioned it in the book and it's in my little short film. So I'm hoping that the short film gets out to maybe even out near you or in LA because I'm, I put it into a couple film festivals out there just so I could go out there. Awesome. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I'm definitely <clears throat> going to, uh, when I get a hold of it, <laughs> going to yes. be Let me showing know everyone. Let me know as soon as you get it. And I'd love if you could have a little some feedback from any of the kids or the teachers, the principal. Because <clears throat> that's, I love to get feedback from everybody. For sure, for sure, for sure. Oh my goodness! There's so much more. I, I I definitely have feel like there's so much more, you know, that we could we could you know talk about and, and address. And so you know, I have I, you're more than welcome anytime you want to. Uh, is this is a voice to be reckoned with? And so like we talked about the other day, so this is a place for you, you know, what I mean, to come and talk about your book or what you're doing. And uh, I'm me working on this, uh, you know, the bullying, the advocating. I, I definitely need all the help that I can get especially if hearts are really into it then I mean I just I just feel like oh my gosh people please please care, care. I know people yeah. care it's just about like you said getting the right people people that really want to you know what I mean see this you know this this be taken seriously yep. yeah a change. change yeah a yep. big change mm-hmm. so yes Absolutely. for sure I will be back on when there's something exciting to talk about which I think will be very soon so will be very soon oh yes <laughs> <laughs> yes 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 Heather could you please let um our listeners know once again your websites where to find you where to go for anything they 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 need or want to know yes please you could follow me on Facebook I have two pages bullied at the dog park and hanging hanging out with Heather so you can find me on those two different Facebook pages. The Hanging Out with Heather just tells you everything I'm doing personally. And the Bullied at the Dog Park has stuff about, you know, the book. But um, you could Facebook like my page, Hanging Out with Heather. I'm on Instagram at Heather Lehrman. That's L-E-H-R-M-A-N. And... I can't have any more followers on my personal Facebook. I'm always at my, <laughs> I'm at my max. I always have to delete people, but um, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Heather underscore Lehrman, L-E-H-R-M-A-N. And I have a website, heatherlehrman.com. 
So you can find me on all those platforms. I'd love to hear from you. And everybody, you got to get my book because you'll sit down with your child. And you know what? I made it, I purposely made it a very beautiful, traditional, hard-covered book, which they don't make anymore because they're so to make. But it's a beautiful, glossy-covered, beautiful, bright, vibrant-colored book with all the dogs on the cover. So when you see it, it. it's and it's so it's a book to have for years. It's a book you can have on the shelf for years. So amazing! It's worth it. Colors. Yeah, I mean it's under twenty dollars. It's so worth it. It's a book that you read to your grandkids, your kids, nephews, nieces, teachers love it. Everybody that has just those breeds of dogs buys it just to have a picture of their dog in a book just to have like their breed mentioned so it's just it's you know I'm not someone that's like buy my book buy my book like a celebrity on on tour on all the night shows this is about (laughs) this is about bullying and this is the real deal and you and your kids will love it I hear it all the time mothers saying it's my son's favorite book and I'm you know I'm being honest about the age group because I don't, I'm not telling everyone to buy it. It really is for about three years old to about eight years old. So yeah, that's, and don't get me wrong. I have friends that are sixth grade teachers that read it to their class. They get it. It's a little babyish for them, but they, they understand it even better yeah. actually. But it's a no, little baby. Because they actually still like stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it is mm-hmm. more for younger kids, but yeah. It's, it's a great gift for anybody. And I'm doing a reading tomorrow. I'm doing a special book reading at a place in Long Island that is having breakfast with princesses. So these little kids get to have breakfast with, I think, Belle and another princess. I don't remember which ones, but I'm going to be dressed as a fairy and I'm going to do a book signing with my book and take pictures with the kids. And that's what I love to do. That's awesome. That is awesome. So, so, so happy to, you know what I mean, to be able to to have met you and to be able to just, I feel like we're like friends now. <laughs> I know. We're definitely going to be friends now. We're, we're connected. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to run to my mailbox because I'm too excited <laughs> right now. Well, I really appreciate you having me on the show, Brandy. Yes, and- anytime. Anytime. I did want to ask you really quick, can you please leave a message for our, our young ones and a positive note? on um, anything that you would say to them when you, you know, you do your, uh, when you go and you talk to the kids? Yes, my tagline always is, remember kids, never be a bully. So that's exactly what I want them to know that I don't, it doesn't matter. Even if someone's bullying you, don't ever be a bully back. Take the high road, tell, always tell a trusted parent, teacher, adult, if somebody's bullying you, don't be afraid to tell anybody. And you stay nice and sweet and never become a bully. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you, Brandy. Based on a true story, Bullied at the dog park introduces Herbie, a lovable Boston Terrier with a smushed face and lots of energy. 
One day, at his favorite park, Herbie is bullied by a larger dog. Sad and upset, Herbie sets out to understand why he was bullied, and along the way meets a lovable collection of dogs, including Bruno, the powerful and polite bulldog, and Jack, the smiling pug, who have also suffered from bullying. The group quickly becomes friends while learning valuable lessons about treating all dogs and people with respect and the importance of simple kindness.